There are some people, you know, who I know that I'm kind of like, I don't like you so much, but I will do what I can to provide care, even if it's just a smile. Care looks like so many different things, but that's what I wanted to offer in this episode. Just a, a call to awareness, to presence the violence that's happening in Israel and occupied Palestine. Healing trauma is different for everybody, but it's often overlooked when it comes to women of color. What does healing look like for us? What tools can we use? How can we tap into our own innate power to assist in that healing? In my eight-week course, Heal to Power, I help you through the challenges of healing from traumas, including wounds of racism and sexism, generational trauma, childhood trauma, in ways that work from the inside out. This is not the therapy you know. Get on the wait list when doors open again in late January 2021. Go to suryagiyan.com slash heal to power waitlist for more info because you are worth healing. Your best life starts now. Hey loves, before we dive into today's episode, I want to tell you that my program Heal to Power is now officially open for registration. This eight-week transformational experience will help you create a blueprint for healing your traumas once and for all childhood trauma, trauma from sexual violence, from racism and sexism, intergenerational ancestral trauma, traumas known and unknown. I guide you through some deep dives into examining limiting beliefs, help you release the fear and anxiety that's holding you back so that you can step out into your innate power and thrive in your life. Audre Lorde has famously said, caring for myself is not self-indulgence. It is self-preservation, and that is an act of political warfare. Imagine how powerful this act of healing your trauma will be and what kind of impact that will make not only on your loved ones, but in your communities and in the world. I'm not kidding. This is powerful stuff. Stop settling. Stop playing small. Claim the life you are meant to live. Enrollment for Heal to Power is now open at suryagyan.com slash heal to power. And now on to our episode. Hello, loves. Welcome to another episode of Vinyasa in Verse. We interrupt this programming, our usual programming, to um, talk about what's currently happening in the Middle East, uh, specifically the escalating violence between Israel and Palestine, um, with the violence being mostly inflicted upon Palestine. And I wanted to speak on this because it is just really um, too much to bear. It is uh, an ongoing conflict and one that most of us in the United States have the privilege to look away from because it does not affect our daily lives unless you are Palestinian. Um, It's it's something that we can ignore, and I don't want to be silent on this, um, and I don't want to continue on as if everything is, you know, the usual. 
so violence against Palestine is violence against all people of color, against humanity. Um, I'm not going to go into the history of the region. Um, hopefully I can um, direct you guys to some resources. I'll put them in the show notes. Uh, but in short, what's happening there now is just a, a buildup of oppression. Um, if you're looking at the media, there, the word apartheid is now being used, which is something that's been happening for quite some time now. And um, in some in some cases, I'm, I'm glad they're using it. I just, um, it's just interesting that it's taking a long time to, to use that kind of terminology because what's happening over there right now essentially is genocide. Um, and I just want to, you know, presence what's happening there. I want to raise some awareness for my listeners who may not even fully understand the conflict, may only see what mainstream media um, puts out there. And often mainstream media is not objective. Um, it is certainly skewed given that our mainstream media is owned by giant corporations. Um, and so they determine what information we are privy to and how that information is presented to us. Um, so full disclosure, I am recording this um, the night before my podcasts usually publish. So Thursday night, it's really late. It's almost midnight, way past my bedtime. So I apologize in advance if any of my um, thoughts are incoherent, but I did want to take the time to express my thoughts on it, to, to make a stand, to, you know, make my position known. Because too many people who preach about being true to yourself, who talk about taking action and standing in your truth, a lot of them, when it comes to politics, suddenly vanish. You know, there's this... I guess maybe it's fear to suddenly say, no, you know what? We're all spiritual beings and we are, we're sort of above all of the political conflicts. We, we are, you know, and I, and I, and I say these things too. I will acknowledge that. I say things like we're all, you know, spiritual beings having a human experience. But the, the part that often gets left out is the human experience part. It's like, yes, we are spirit souls. Yes. But you know what? We're on this planet. We're living in a human body, humans interacting with each other. And so how do we interact? You know, now's the time to really call in and ask yourself, how am I acting? Like, you know, there's, there's this, um, I guess it's one of the, one of the Buddhist teachings, um, one of the, you know, branches of Buddhism where um, there's this practice uh, of killing the ego. I mean, I'm not very well versed in Buddhism, so I'm merely going with my layperson's understanding of um, this particular teaching. But 
from what I understand, it's this idea of killing the ego. You know, it's, it's like not put it in the back seat like I often do, but totally eliminating it and killing it. And, and, you know, I've said this in the podcast before is that if you kill the ego, then what are you? You know, it, the ego is the, is the thing that sort of maneuvers the body. It, it connects us, our spirit souls, with the physical bodily experience. So if you kill the ego, then you're just going to be the spirit soul kind of like floating around. And I, I've heard stories of people who have successfully killed the ego and they end up being catatonic. You know, they're just laying in bed, sort of like not there, there, but not there, you know, possibly floating above their own body, but they're not there because they've killed, they successfully killed the ego. And so that's not what we want, right? And when it comes to, you know, conflict, I mean, this level of violence is really unbelievable that, that we cannot turn away. It, it is not, it's not humane to do that. And so I want to just presence that and call that in and say, hey, you know, all these spiritual folks who are like, no, you know, we are, um, we're spirit souls. We're just going to hang out over here on our spiritual plane. And I'm going to, I'm going to call it like I see it. And most of those folks I'm going to say are white people. Um, you know, I don't see any brown and black folks who have, um, deep spiritual practices who are self-proclaimed spiritualists. I don't see them opting out of engaging with political activism. And I've said this before that spirituality and activism are not mutually exclusive. It's not one or the other. It's both spiritually spirituality and activism. And I've talked about this before, but you know, it bears repeating again, who you are being, how much work you're doing in terms of your personal development, in terms of your inner growth, your spirituality, your evolution, all those things that, that I talk about, you know, whatever you're doing in how you're being, informs how you act as a human being. And so how are you going to act? You know, you're going you're gonna to learn all this stuff about yourself and then what? Take inspired action. That's what, you know, at what cost? Well, what kind of human are you to watch people die, to watch people get hurt? and not do anything about it. And when I say do anything about it, of course, to take inspired action that, I don't want to say, hmm, how do I, how do I put it? And taking inspired action that feels like you are doing your part without harming yourself, you know? Because, you know, for example, there are folks who don't feel comfortable and don't feel safe being out in the streets protesting. You know, some, some people might argue, well, yeah, of course not. None of us feel safe doing that. We're all afraid when we take to the streets and protest because our safety is on the line. But there are some folks who acutely feel that, so much so that then they become paralyzed. They get so overwhelmed, they shut down. And then for those folks to be on the streets and then in paralysis and then, you know, something happens and they can't get to safety, that's, that's not cool. So I'm not saying push yourself to the point that you are harming yourself. 
but to take inspired action to do something. You know, do something even if it means, you know, reposting to Instagram and Facebook and all the social medias and spreading information, correct, truthful information. Of course, there are people who are like, yeah, truth is objective. But when you're talking about 2 million people living on the Gaza Strip, which is essentially an open air prison, if you look at the schematics of how um, Gaza is set up, it's fenced right on the border. And there are currently only two pedestrian um, entrances and exits, like pedestrian walkways in and out of the Gaza Strip. So there are two million people that are stuck on this strip of land with no resources, no health care. I mean, that's, those are the facts, right? And so the truth of the matter, if you look at the facts, is that there is an imbalance of power and there is an imbalance of violence. And that is genocide. That is the truth. And we need to do something about it. So I just, yeah, I, I don't even know. I mean, I've, I've been trying to do my part by sharing what I know, by um, sharing these informative posts from reliable media sources like Al Jazeera. Um, AJ Plus is, is their, um, I guess, abbreviated name on social media. Um, there are a lot of accounts that are providing accurate information and coverage of what's happening on the ground in Palestine. And I don't, I don't know. I just, I just see the footage and it breaks my heart and I, and I want to do more. <coughs> so I'm calling on you to do what you can. I'm going to put some resources in the show notes for um, reaching out to organizations with donations um, to call your congressperson, because I don't know if you are aware of this, but the Biden administration just approved, I don't even, some ridiculous number. I don't even want to look it up again. I just saw like a big number. I looked away, but um, to fund weapons for Israel in this recent um explosion of tension and violence and um it's all so messed up because the biden administration had presented this to congress on may 5th and congress has 15 days to respond to this and a lot of the Congress people said they only heard about this sale over the weekend, which gives them about five days to look over this thing and decide whether they want to approve it or not. I mean, for me, if, if I were a congressperson, I'd be like, hell no, I don't have to read it. We're not spending that money to fund the genocide of a people. Mm-mm, I don't think so. So that's, that's the primary. But then the second, the second thought I had was, if we had this money, 
to spend on weapons, why are we not using that money to take care of our people? Because we got a lot of problems of our own. So don't be spending our money for weapons to kill a people, a nation. I'm just, yeah, I, I'm all over the place. I've got like anger, I've got grief, sadness, <sighs> exhaustion, which is, you know, sort of the uh, trademark of activists is exhaustion. So here, for my activists who might be listening, make sure you are caring for yourself. Make sure you're taking the time to rest. Know that there are plenty of people who can hold the space, who can do the work while you go rest. It's okay to take rest. It's essential to take rest. So, so essential. You don't want to burn out because this is a long fight. This fight has been going on for a long time and it's going to keep going. But we've got people, we've got a, we've got a whole bunch of people who are fighting the good fight. So take the rest because we got you covered. And I will take the rest too. Trust me. I know what it's like to burn out from activist work. It's not fun. And I feel useless when my body breaks down and I see all that's happening and I see that I could be doing something to help, but I just burn myself out. My body shut down. It was like, nope, we're going to stay here on the bed, under the covers till we get better. So don't push yourself to that edge just yet. <laughs> just yet. <laughs> Ever. Ever. I correct myself. <laughs> Don't push yourself there. Take the rest. Self-care, as Audre Lorde said, is a political act. Because when we are well, when we are thriving, we are powerful. And when we can do that as a collective, as a community, that power is amplified. So please do what you can. Rest. Spread the word. Spread the knowledge. Let people know in your families, in your communities, that this is happening. And yes, we have our own fires to put out. We have our own issues to put out. Yes, I acknowledge that. I mean, we still got racism, right? But we also have a responsibility to our fellow human beings to care for them. Because there's not a whole lot of care going on over there. And if we can extend a little bit of care over there, the world will be that much better for it. So let's do what we can. <sighs> I don't even know. <laughs> what else to say except that I mean I could go I, you know I could go on a on a vent I can rage and all this other stuff but it's not it's not going to be useful I mean it might be useful for me in terms of releasing some anger but I'm really tired 
I'm tired, physically tired because it's late at night, but I'm tired because this is the work that I've been doing for a while. And I don't, I don't mean tired as in like this work drains me. It's just tired, like fed up tired, you know? <sighs> but I am here and I will keep showing up and I will keep fighting the good fight for social justice, for us to be a community of people who care for each other. Like truly extend care. You don't have to love somebody to care for them. Well, maybe you do. I don't know. <laughs> but what, I, what I, my point is, you can care for your fellow human being and not like them. You know, I mean, that's not easy. There are some people, you know, who I know that I'm kind of like, eh, I don't like you so much, but I will do what I can to provide care. Even if it's just a smile, care looks like so many different things. But that's what I wanted to offer in this episode. Just a, a call to awareness to presence the violence that's happening in Israel and occupied Palestine. And to say that, you know, with violence, with war, everybody gets hurt. But it's important for us to step up and do what we can to stop this genocide. I did bring Hafez with me. So I'm going to flip through and see if there's a, a poem. <laughs> I was going to say a song. that maybe I could read and share to close out this episode. This poem is called The Great Expanse. Anger sinks the boat. Now we are not praising that drowning in his ocean. Just crossing the great expanse of each minute with all the compassion and dignity we can find. Hmm. Let me read that again. The Great Expanse. Anger sinks the boat. Now we are not praising that drowning in his ocean. Just crossing the great expanse of each minute with all the compassion and dignity we can find. And that, my friends, is what I'm talking about. Compassion and dignity. That is the least we can do to show our fellow human beings the care that each one of us deserves. And on that note, I hope that you take action inspired action to help stop this violence, to help encourage love, 
between all people. And I know that sounds really like kumbaya, like kind of, you know, BS, blah, blah, blah. Love's going to fix everything. What are you talking about? But try it. It's not easy. It's not easy at all. I mean, when you've got two people, for example, you've got two people who have hated each other their entire lives. How would you even begin to understand what love feels like? Let alone try to extend that love and care for your enemy. So, so much work that needs to be done. All right, my friends. I wish you peace. I wish you love. I wish you abundant joy. And to know that it's okay if you don't have those things all the time. They're there in you, but sometimes these other emotions, anger, grief, sadness, depression, sometimes they want the spotlight. They want a little room too. And so acknowledge them. Acknowledge all the emotions, all the experiences equally. Don't stay there. Don't sit in it. Experience it. Feel it. Allow yourself to move through it and then get to the other side with clarity. On the other side, it's clarity. Mm. And I wish that kind of clarity, that kind of peace for all of us. And I will close this special episode as I always do. The divine light in me bows to the divine light in you. Until next time, namaste. Healing is so necessary for women writers of color. Whether we know it or not, our traumas hold us back from expressing and becoming our truest selves. How can we be more present to this? How can we create new ways of understanding our hurts so that we can heal them and step into our life's purpose with radiance? Follow me on Instagram for messages of healing and support as you walk this journey that brings you home to yourself. Find me at this handle, at Surya Gyan Yogi, S-U-R-Y-A-G-I-A-N-Y-O-G-I. Or visit my website to learn more at suryagyan.com. Your best healed life starts now.